and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. We're back. I'm ready to talk some Disney. Are you guys ready to listen to me talk some Disney? I hope the answer is yes. I have a hot coffee, fresh and ready next to me. Get me going. Get me through this episode. But if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy it. It's about to be me talking some Disney, maybe venting, making jokes. We're here to have a good time. If you're a returning listener, you guys know how this goes, but i got to give the rundown anyway. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. It's all one word. You'll see me on there. Uh, I'm always posting stuff, stories. I used to post a lot more reels and TikToks. Just been so busy. I got so much going on. Um, just mostly been doing uh, like stories and posts like that. Uh, hope to get back to the reels and the TikToks pretty soon, though. Those were pretty fun to make. Uh, if you guys also can do me a big favor, wherever, you're, wherever you are listening to this, if you could subscribe, like, leave a comment. Uh, if you head over, if you're listening on your iPhone or one of your Apple products, head over to the uh, podcast app. If you type in my name, Disney World Today, it'll bring you my homepage there. You can leave me a rating and a review. If you leave me a rating, that helps me out a lot. I love to see it. It uh, helps the old algorithm. And if you leave me a review, if you write one, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. Got a new review this week. I'm excited. I always get so excited when I see, you know, I check, like, once a week. Because uh, they don't, like, go through, um, like, instantly. Or at least I don't I don't get, like, notified or see them instantly. Um, so when I go on and check and I see that there's like another, another rating, I'm like, Oh, I hope they left a review. And this time they did. This one is from, I hope I pronounce this right. I don't know how to pronounce your first name. I'm sorry. So I'm going to guess, uh, I'm going to say Mary. So this one's from Mary Lorenz. This is my favorite Disney podcast. Kevin is so relatable and covers great Disney topics. Hashtag Maelstrom forever. That's right. Maelstrom forever. Thank you for the kind words. I'm glad, you know, that's, that's awesome for me to hear that this is your favorite Disney podcast. Um, I, I guess that means I'm doing something right. My Disney opinions, um, you know, are, are pretty solid. I like to think. Um, and that's what I, you know, I, I really do. I really try to be relatable. I don't, I don't want to be someone who has a podcast and just does it for clicks or listens or does it just to like appease Disney? You know, I want to just be, I, I mean, I talk about it all the time. I'm just a normal guy. I work a normal job and I do a Disney podcast for fun on the side. You know, you guys have heard it in my audio. Like there's times I'm literally recording my podcast as I'm sitting in Chicago traffic because one, I'm, I've just been super busy and, you know, I, I want to get them out weekly. So I, I kind of have to, but two, like it, it legit helps me like get through the days, like recording this podcast and kind of like doing like my prep notes and like writing down ideas helps me get through the days. And like, I just hope that you guys listening to my podcast, maybe that can help you get through some days too. Cause I'm sure you guys can relate. Like Disney is, is, and always has been my happy place. Whenever I'm stressed or going through something, like I would always think about Disney. I would think about my next trip. I would make lists and rankings and YouTube videos and whatever I could um, just to kind of escape for, you know, 40 minutes or however long it was. Uh, so thank you, um, Mary, Mare, Marae, 
Marie, I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm sorry, but thank you for the rating and the review. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Last week's was a lot of fun. We were talking underrated things about Walt Disney World. I did a top five. We talked about underrated attractions, shows, restaurants, snacks, resorts, and then a random miscellaneous category where I talked about you know the cast members, how they're underrated as well. Got a lot of positive feedback from you guys on Instagram. Um, that's where you could always reach me, send me a, a DM. I, I respond to every single one unless it's like spam. Uh, even then sometimes I do just to see if they respond, but shoot me a message on Instagram. If it's, you know, if it's a question, a suggestion, opinion, uh, I, ideas, topics, whatever it could be. Um, we're about to get into it, but this week's episode, um, is from a user, a user, uh, a listener, I should say, on, on Instagram sent me a message and said, hey, I have an idea, uh, here's the topic. And I was like, yeah, you know what, that's pretty cool. I think it's unique. I think it would make for a good uh, good episode, so we'll get into that. But last week's, if you haven't listened yet, Underrated Disney, I think it's definitely worth a listen. It's a little longer one, too. Um, you know, I, I don't have like a set limit or like a, you know, how long my episodes are going to be. This one was almost like an hour, which... Hey, you know, if you if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, you don't have to. That's what's great about podcasts. But it was a lot of fun. It was harder than I thought, you know, thinking about underrated things at Disney. You know, maybe in the future we'll do overrated things at Disney. You know, I try not to be too negative, but there definitely are some aspects of Disney World that are underrated. You know, whether it be an attraction or a restaurant. So maybe down the road we'll get into that as well. But this week's episode... Got to give a shout out to It's CJ on Instagram. Uh, we were messaging back and forth. He actually sent me a message uh, during the week about how he just found my podcast on Spotify and was binging it. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, so I appreciate the kind words there. And then he said, hey, I, you know, I have an idea. Um, I read it and I thought about it for like a minute. And I was like, damn, that's a, that's a good idea. I, I think we should make a, an entire podcast episode about it. So this week's episode courtesy of it's cj top 10 best attractions to ride at night now this one's interesting this one was pretty fun to do because when i think about it i do prefer riding certain attractions at night um they they just kind of hit different i th- we're gonna get into all that but they 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 just hit different I think that's it for this intro. Let's just get on into it. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Disney World during the day and Disney World at night are almost like two different things. This, Especially when you're like me and you've been going in like July and August your entire life. Like, I've talked about it countless times. I have vivid, amazing memories of being at the Magic Kingdom until 2 a.m. during the summers growing up. Those are some of my favorite memories, you know, ever since I was a kid through middle school high school like the magic kingdom during the summer would always be open so late and there would literally be times we'd be at the magic kingdom until two or three in the morning and it's you know at night 
July. It's still like 80 degrees, but there's no humidity. There's there's usually a breeze. Like it's hard to describe, but I I can just still picture those memories in the in my head. And a lot of my favorite runs, especially with Tomorrowland, take place at night. There's just something about being in Tomorrowland. I can sit there, use all the the colors, the lights of all the 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 rides, the attractions, the shops with the music and the just the sounds in the background. I can feel like that warm summer air, a light breeze, like it just brings me back to, you know, my childhood and just great memories. And you know, there's there's a difference in some of the attractions whether you ride them during the day or during the night and you know when you go to certain parks during the day and at night. Like I remember when you know, recently, there's a recent example when Pandora opened. Um, you know, someone was, I don't know if it was like a friend or a family member was going down there. And I, I remember telling them, try to see Pandora during the day and then try to go back again and see it at night. Because it's almost like two different experiences. Because during the day, you get to see all the tiny little minor details that went into the theming. You know, that make it make it so immersive. You can see every little detail that they that the Imagineers put into this and... You know, it's cool to see like the waterfalls and the plants and all that stuff. But then when you go at night, it is, it's different. You know, you can still tell like all these minor details that went into it, all the theming, but it's so much darker and they have like those neon colors everywhere that you're like, you're fully submerged in it. You don't know where you're at. Whereas like during the day, you can kind of get your bearings. You're like, oh, that's... You know, that's the walkway back to Dinoland or, you know, whatever. And, but when at night, you feel like you're in Pandora. You know, you could still see the plants and the waterfalls and hear the music. And you're looking around and it's so dark that you feel like you're there. You know, and I know for a fact there's been times where me and my, my family, we've said things like, oh, we want to ride this ride at night or let's go on this. We haven't done it at night yet. So... When, uh, when I first saw this topic, I was thinking, like, yeah, I could definitely make this into a whole episode, a top 10, because if I feel that way, if I feel like there are certain attractions that I prefer at night, you know, more than during the day, I bet you guys do too. You know, us Disney diehards, this is the stuff we think about, you know? We think about, like, like saying, okay, you know, we did Magic Kingdom during the day already, but we haven't been there at night yet, so let's go at night so we can ride this, this, and this at night so we can see it at night. Um... So this topic, top 10, you guys know I love my top 10 lists. Going to do my top 9, we'll do some honorable mentions, and then I'll do my number 1. We'll go over, of course, um, like the suggestions, the ones that you guys sent in. On Instagram, I put a story out asking for your ideas, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to just jump right in and start us off with our number 10. Let's head on over to Hollywood Studios. My number 10 pick... For the top 10 rides that are better at night. Slinky Dog Dash. Now this is a new one. Now I have to be honest. When I was making this list, I was able to think of 10. I think I ended up with only like 12 or so. Because a lot of times, you know, being at night, maybe the, the, the ride has to be outside. So you can actually kind of notice it. So maybe this one isn't, you know, you wouldn't go out of your way to probably ride it at night. But when thinking about it, it is it is cool to see at night as well because you know during the day again you get to see all the like the little attention to detail you know over there in the Toy Story Land you know the track is basically set up and filled with 
you know, kids' toys, like uh, Jenga blocks and like building blocks, and they have other characters there like Jesse and uh, Rex. But when you see it at night, there's just something about it when the track is all lit up. You know, over there in Toy Story Land 2, they have like those giant, they almost look like Christmas bulbs, like those big colored bulbs that light up at night. I think it, it creates a pretty cool ambiance. Um, and there's like that section of the coaster. Um, they're like these like giant rings that you go through that say like, go, 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 I believe on there. And when those things are lit up at night, it is really cool. Um, I was looking at pictures and videos on my phone to get ideas too. And I had a video of Slinky Dog Dash at night and I was standing, we were, I wasn't on the ride. I was just standing on one of the walkways and just taking a video and it just looked, it looks really cool at night, especially with like those, those rings I just talked about. Uh, it looks really fun. The, the lighting and ambiance is really good. And I think like on those things alone, you know, it's cool at night. It looks cool. It's, it's fun to ride at night. Um, you get some good views, you know, while you're on it. I uh, get to see everything lit up at Hollywood Studios. So for those reasons, number 10, Slinky Dog Dash. And let's move right along to my number nine pick. Now this one's a little different. My number nine at Animal Kingdom Expedition Everest. Now, riding this one at night, maybe you, you don't get the same feeling as Slinky Dog Dash, for example, where you get to see everything cool lit up. Um, you know, because if you've ridden Expedition Everest during the day, you know that when you get to like the top point before you go backwards, you know, you could see the track and you get to see a bunch of things like off in the distance. I think you can see like Tower of Terror or Swan and Dolphin. Like you could see a bunch of other buildings at Disney, you know, in, in the distance there. You know, so when you ride it at night, you can't necessarily see all those things. You can't, you can't really see how high up you are, you know, what's that in the different, in the distance. But... When you ride Expedition Everest at night, I think it adds to kind of the mystique and the lore, you know, that the, the ride, that the theming, that, you know, that's what they're aiming to do. Like, it's supposed to be a mysterious, kind of spooky, creepy, scary ride, you know, where you have to watch out for the Yeti, you know, and when you ride it at night, I feel like that adds to it. Like, it's a, it's a creepy factor added to it, if that makes sense, you know. When you, when you walk through the queue, I talked about this on the last episode when I was ranking my queues, it feels like you're, you know, walking into some sort of, like, exploration, like, travel guide, you know, company, and they're going to take you to the top of Mount Everest. Like, that's what it feels like when you're walking through the line. So when you ride it at night, you know, it's dark, it makes it a little spookier. It makes it a little scary. You know, when you get on the, the coaster... You really can't see that far in front of you. So if you haven't been on it before, like you don't necessarily know what's coming next. I think when you get to the top and you see that the track is broken and you got to go backwards, you know, at night, I think that does make it a, a little scarier too. You can't necessarily see all the, um, all the hair bands and stuff that people throw uh, on the side there. So that makes it better as well. And, and then I think like the best part, the drop, when you, when you go, you know, after you see the Yeti and they take your picture and you drop, you know, you're dropping into darkness almost. And it adds to the excitement and, you know, the fun of the coaster. And I think it was cool. Like uh, a couple of trips ago, I was in line with my fiance and I was feeling a little, you know, Everest, Everest still scares me. You know, I get a little motion sick. Uh, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. The backwards part, it kind of like messes with my head. So I was in line with her and I, I chickened out and I backed out at the last minute 
I, I took the exit like right before you get on. Um, so I was waiting for her at, at the end and I was just watching, you know, there's that one spot you can view uh, like the big drop part uh, from a distance and she was wearing this orange light up bracelet. And so me and my sister are standing there watching the cars go. All of a sudden we see this coaster come, goes down the giant drop and we see her orange, you know, light up bracelet. And I thought that was pretty cool. We got it on video and you can see nothing but her orange bracelet just zooming along the track, which was pretty cool. Uh, so that, I guess that's cool to see too. But just in general, the, the darkness kind of adds to that spookiness, the scariness, the excitement of Expedition Everest. You know, you're dropping into darkness. You really can't see where you're going. You know, you're going from a dark tunnel back to dark outside. So I think that definitely makes it, you know, worthy of being on the list. I think number nine is a solid spot uh, as, you know, the at night doesn't affect the ride too much i think it just kind of adds to it so my number nine pick expedition everest all right let's move on to my number eight pick now this one kind of similar to expedition everest where it doesn't affect the ride too much i think it just kind of you know makes it just cooler you're riding it at night my number eight pick we're at the magic kingdom seven dwarves mine train now this one at night during the day i don't necessarily know if it's a different experience but i will say it's a roller coaster it's fun and sometimes you're just riding coasters at night are just a little more fun you know you can't necessarily see the track in front of you or see where you're going um the part that, it, that makes it a little different that's kind of cool i think um is when it takes like your picture and video at night it it lights up so bright that flash is so bright um it is kind of cool um, when you see it back to, you know, you got pictures at night that are super crystal clear because the, the flash is so bright, but you know, like I said, it's a roller coaster. It's a lot of fun. Like, especially with that one where the cars actually kind of rock back and forth. Uh, I think when you ride it at night, it just kind of adds to the funness factor. Uh, if that makes sense. Um, I don't think it necessarily makes the ride look different. You know, when you ride it, you know, during the day or at night, like all the really things you need to see are like the indoor parts of that attraction. Like when you're going up through like the, the diamond mine and the, the dwarves are singing, everyone in the car is rocking back and forth as fast as, as fast as they can to you know make the car move back and forth. You know, that's all indoors anyway. Um, but I think just, you know, riding at night, there's something about like how smooth um, the, the track is, how smooth the ride is. Like when you go through some of those sharp turns, like you kind of, you know, your car, you know, rocks back and forth, like so quick and so smooth. I think riding it at night just kind of uh, adds adds to the funness a little bit. You know, waiting in line at night, uh, I feel like I've only ridden this at night. So maybe that's why it's on my list. Like every time we ride it, we usually get in line like right before the park closes. Uh, that's usually when the, the wait time is the shortest if you don't have a fast pass. Like if the if Magic Kingdom closes at 11, you know, we're getting in line at 10.50, 10.55. Uh, it's usually like a 30 or 40 uh, minute wait, so not too bad. So maybe that's why it's on my list. Like I'm just used to riding it at night. Um, I think it's pretty fun. It's a, like I said, roller coasters at night. Um, I feel like are usually a little more fun just because you, you know, you can't kind of see where you're going and it just kind of adds to the excitement. So my number eight pick, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. For my number seven pick, we're gonna be staying at the Magic Kingdom. You know these first uh, these first ones I'm going through. You know it's 
it's hard to talk a lot about them because yeah they're I think they're cooler and more fun at night but it's hard to go into exact detail other than you know it just makes it cooler or fun uh, but for this one number seven I think writing it at uh, at night definitely adds to the theming and the um, you know it fits into the ride my number seven the haunted mansion now also this could depend on the time of year like for example if you're going you know to Disney around Halloween I think riding the Haunted Mansion at night really does add to the experience of the ride. You know, it's a Haunted Mansion. It's supposed to be spooky, creepy, scary. And I think riding at, at night, you know, definitely adds to that. I've kind of talked about it a little bit. When you ride the Haunted Mansion during the day, as much as I love it and the queue and everything, I talked about this on the last episode, it's kind of, it gets... I don't know how to explain it, but you know, you're standing in line, you can look to your left and see Thunder Mountain and the riverboat and Tom Sawyer's Island. And then it's like, oh, here's a haunted house. I feel like it does kind of take away from the the lore of it during the day. But when you're riding it at night, you know, it's darker. You're kind of more, you know, immersed in the element of, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm in the front yard of a haunted house I'm about to go in. Um, so I think writing it at night adds to that when you see like the graveyard, um, you know, the cast members, like before you get up into the, like the waiting area, the stretching room, I think it adds to them when you're just kind of standing there, you got those, the gravestones to your left. Um, yeah, I think it definitely makes the queue better. It makes waiting in line better. I think it makes the actual riot experience better because you're kind of more immersed in the element of here's a haunted mansion. It's really dark out and spooky. Um, and like I said too, especially if you're like going around Halloween, it just kind of adds to it. It's something little, I think kind of adds to the experience of the ride. You know, obviously it's an all <laughs> indoor attraction, so it literally doesn't affect the ride at all once you're on it. But I just think it's kind of cool, you know, waiting in line, it's dark out. You can't necessarily see all the things in, you know, Frontierland or Liberty Square that kind of take away, you know, that, that immersion. Um, and you can kind of just, you know, get lost in the, in the theming of, you know, the Haunted Mansion. You can hear the sounds, you, you know, see the spookiness of it, see all the gravestones and the, the graveyard area. So I think that does make it cool. It makes a little difference there, you know. And if I was going to Disney on Halloween, I would 100% wait and make sure I didn't go on the Haunted Mansion until nighttime. There's just something about, you know, the darkness, night, creepiness. If you're going to go on the Haunted Mansion, you might as well do it at night and kind of get the whole experience from that. So with all that being said, I think number seven is a solid spot on my list for the Haunted Mansion. All right, for my number six pick, we're going to be staying at the Magic Kingdom, but we're heading over into Tomorrowland. My number six pick is the Astro Orbiter. Now, this one, I think, makes a big difference riding it at night. You know, if, if you don't know, the Astro Orbiter, um, although it's maybe not a super thrilling or exciting ride, you know, it's one of those standard um, carnival-style rides like Dumbo, which just kind of move around in a circle. But the difference is this one, you know, is in Tomorrowland, and it takes place, like, on top of the People Mover area. Like, you're up in the sky. You have to take, like, an elevator to get to, uh, which makes it stand out, which makes, makes it cool and unique, and obviously seeing it during the day and at night you kind of get two different experiences because 
you're so high up in the air you get to see things at night and during the day you know and during the day maybe you can see a little bit more uh, especially when it comes to like detail and stuff but you know when you ride it at night you get to you get to see everything lit up and there's just something about that you get to see you know different colors and and just different vibes from that you know especially from like just within tomorrowland i talked about it in the intro and earlier in this episode the tomorrowland vi- vibes at night are different i think they're a lot better at night all those like those neon colors you know they blend so well with the the darkness and all the the sounds and the music just so peaceful so relaxing um, and so when you're riding the astral orbiter at night you kind of get to soak all of that in you know it's a it's a uh, relaxing ride you know you can just kind of take in all the sights and the sounds you're literally just circling around Tomorrowland high up in the air and you can just kind of absorb everything and I think that's pretty cool um, and you definitely do get a different experience you know riding it during the day than you do at night and you know like maybe it's a personal preference but i you know i like tomorrowland at night you get to see everything you're over there by space mountain and you know again too like you're in a rocket ship you know that the theming of the ride you know i guess it kind of makes sense riding it at night you can kind of pretend you're going into space um so i think it adds to the ride experience a little bit as well but like i said you since you're so high up in tomorrowland you get to see everything lit up all those those colors and the vibes and the sounds and everything i think uh putting it here at number six is a pretty safe spot for the astro orbiter let's move on to my number five pick now this one's similar to maybe the haunted mansion on my list where the ride you know takes place indoors but something about riding it at night just kind of adds to it adds to the theming adds to the excitement adds to the creepiness creepiness my number five, Tower of Terror. Now this one, there's a little exception because although you're inside, there is that brief moment in time where right before you drop those, those doors open, you can kind of see outside for a brief second before you free fall. Um, but I think going on this one at night, again, it just kind of hits different. You know, like I mentioned with the Haunted Mansion, yeah, the, the ride takes place indoors, but something about waiting in line and going on it and knowing that it's dark outside just kind of adds to the, the, you know, like I said, the excitement, to the, to the thrill, to the creepiness. And especially with Tower of Terror, which was recently, you know, on my, um, you know, best cues, you know, when you're waiting in line for that one, you actually do feel like you're in a haunted, or not haunted, but, uh, you know, abandoned hotel. And what makes that even creepier going on it at night it's dark outside you're waiting in line the lights you know the 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 tower is lit up it's creepy even while you're waiting in line you can kind of hear the sounds of everything and just going on it at night like i said kind of adds to it and like the best part about riding it at night is that brief moment in time where those doors open and you see outside it's just blackness and you can see a little bit of the colors of hollywood studios and rock and roller coaster but, you know, it, it just, it adds to the theming of the attraction, which is a big thing, which plays a big role in a lot of these, you know, rides that make my list. It, you know, it, it doesn't affect the actual ride. You know, it doesn't make your, um, you know, your ride on the attraction, like it doesn't make it different. It doesn't affect it really at all. But it affects everything before 
you know, after and like your mindset during, or, and, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, you know, uh, just kind of talking out of my own experience, but if I'm going to go on Tower of Terror, I kind of like just going on it at night. I kind of like Hollywood Studios more at night anyway. Again, it kind of reminds me of a kid. Like we would always, you know, do that at night. That was the cool, that was the cool park for me from ages like 15 to 17 or 18. Like we would try to go to Hollywood Studios like on a Friday or Saturday night um, because it always felt like that's where like more kids were. That's where more teens were. Like that was the cool place to be. You know, at the time they've had pretty much the only two thrill rides and rock and roller coaster and Tower of Terror. And I would put on my, my backwards Cubs hat. I'd put on my Penny Hardaway Orlando Magic jersey. And I'd try to look cool uh, for, for Hollywood Studios. And we would always ride Tower of Terror at night. Maybe, you know, maybe that's why I think it's better at night. Because I think I've only ridden it, you know, at night. Um, partly because of it, you know, partly because it kind of takes me all day to build up the courage to go on it. So, you know, I'm kind of running out of time, like... Oh, I, I've been putting it off all day. We might as well go on Tower of Terror now that it's you know dark outside and would be creeped out even more going on to a uh, going into the boiler room and an, an abandoned elevator shaft and you know just the darkness, waiting in line, just everything about it. It adds to it, adds to the theming of the attraction, the creepiness, the eeriness. It's scary. Um, I think that's what makes it great, and you know that's what's great about Disney, like the fact that it's either light or dark outside like plays a role in your ride experience and in your park experience you know where else can you get that you know just seeing the lights and just the feeling of it being nighttime um i think makes it pretty cool and uh makes it deserving of a spot on my list so my number five tower of terror this next one on my list my number four pick whether it's light or dark outside actually does affect your ride experience my number four we're at Animal Kingdom Kilimanjaro Safari. Now, this one, when I say the word dark, we're going to have to f be a little flexible with that. In recent years, we've discovered that the ideal time to go on the safari is like right at, what do you call it, dusk, right when the sun's about to set. You know, that time where it's not bright out, but it's not pitch black. It's kind of like that in-between where the sun is setting. And like every single animal is out Either they're eating or they're just walking around. Whereas if you go during the day, yeah, you'll see some giraffes. You'll see some of the smaller animals. The lions are always sleeping. Now, the last two times we've done the safari kind of at that sunset time, um, the lions have been, like, up and walking around, which was crazy. We, like, we heard one of them roar. Like, never heard that before. So that's our go-to now. And um, you have to time it right. You really do because it gets to a point where it's almost a little too dark, and in certain areas, they, they can't have just regular standard lights because of the animals and stuff. They do have some small lighting fixtures, and it's like a different type of bulb, you can tell. Make it maybe it's like to make it seem more natural to them. So you really do have to time it right. You're like, you don't want to get on it when it's too dark and you can't see a lot of it. Um, and you don't want to go on too early when a lot of the animals aren't out and about yet. But if you find that perfect time... Uh, you could really get a different experience of, you know, like I said, just seeing the lions alone uh, was huge. Like, we've never seen that before. And, like, it just seemed like all the animals were out. They were active. We've seen animals we hadn't seen before. They were coming closer to the vehicle. Um, it was a little tougher to get pictures. But, I mean, at this point, if you're going to, you know, if you're like me, 
you don't need too many pictures on the safari maybe a couple for the for the old instagram story or snapchat but you just kind of sit back and enjoy seeing all these animals uh in a way that you've never seen them before so that's that's my number four it's it's a great experience it's also a great tip if you haven't done it i'm telling you check it out we would always always only do the safari during the day um, and mostly it was because we would only do animal kingdom during the day because their hours were different they didn't really have much there it wasn't until like pandora opened that we've been staying you know at animal kingdom later and, and going at night so if you haven't check it out kilimanjaro safari try to get that perfect time between um you know right around sunset and you got to be careful too because the safari will close like before the park does i'm pretty sure uh so they'll have like a sign like last you know the last ride or the last vehicle will depart at like you know 7 30 whatever so you really do have to kind of try and time it out right uh but if you do it's definitely worth it and it's definitely deserving of a spot on my list so number four kilimanjaro safari all right for my number three pick this seems like an attraction i bring up in every single episode i do now and how much i love it but my number three pick is going to be the people mover at magic kingdom tomorrowland and Really, really, if I had to just give a quick summary of why this is my number three, I could I could probably do it in three words. Tomorrowland at night. Now, I've said it, you've heard me say it a million times, I just love Tomorrowland at night. The colors, the sounds, the vibes, the weather, the cool breeze, like everything about it, I love Tomorrowland at night. It reminds me of being a kid. I have a lot of good memories, and that really does stick out in my mind. And the People Mover, I've talked about it. I love the attraction. It's underrated. It's a lot of fun. Most of all, it's so relaxing. And you can get so many great, amazing photos and videos uh, and just views, you know, from the People Mover at night. You can see everything in Tomorrowland. Everything looks amazing lit up with all those neon and vibrant colors. You know, you're passing over the speedway you see all the people driving the cars and the speedways all lit up and looks like an actual racetrack um, you can see parts of space mountain when you go past like the entrance to get a good view of that and of course cinderella's castle you can get some picturesque views of cinderella's castle and again if you time it right you can see the fireworks from from the people mover that makes for some great video clips some great memories um you know and and besides just the pictures and all that like Again, I just find it so relaxing. You know, it, it's it's nighttime, all the colors, you know, the crowds are a little lower. It's calm, it's relaxing, such a smooth ride. It's not 98 degrees, you know, with 90% humidity. You can kind of relax, enjoy the, the breeze. And along the way, you get all these cool views. All You know, you can take all your pictures, all your videos. I just kind of sit there and, and, and just relax and unwind and just... I could picture it now, just put my head back, maybe close my eyes, put my feet up because I got my own car and just uh, feel the breeze and I just love it. And yeah, there's really nothing else I can say besides I, you know, I love Tomorrowland at night. I love the vibes. They're different. I love the people mover. So when I combine the two, it gets a spot in my top three. So number three, I got to put it here, the people mover. All right. So now we've made it to the top two. We're going to be staying at the Magic Kingdom for this one. My number two pick is Splash Mountain. 
Now, why is Splash Mountain so good at night? Maybe it's because that's when, again, maybe that's when, uh, you know, I normally ride it. You know, I've spent a lot of summers at the Magic Kingdom uh, going on Splash Mountain during the fireworks or during the parade. So it's always like a 10-minute wait. You can just sprint onto the ride, go on a bunch of times in a row if you wanted to. Um, but also, again, the views. They're... One of my favorite parts about Splash Mountain, it's so underrated, is the loading area where you get into the boats. You're outside, you look up, you're, you see the night sky, you know, you're in Florida, it's nice out. Like, you can't even tell you're outside some of the times. Um, you kind of look up and it's like, oh, is that a fake, uh, fake sky like in Pirates or am I really outside? There's just something about it like with the stars and the moon, uh, you know, you're, you're, that's the loading area, it's pretty cool. Um, and then there's like those brief outside parts of the attraction. Um, you know, before the, before the big drop, you go outside, uh, you know, a couple times, uh, when you're looping around there and you could see, you get a view of, you know, the castle and frontier land. And then maybe, you know, the most iconic part, you know, the big drop, uh, towards the end of the, the ride. At night with the castle lit up and maybe you can see fireworks. It's it's just a great view. I, I have uh, risked my phone's life multiple times trying to get a picture or a Snapchat off. Um, like right before we drop it. It's usually at night because you get a really, really good view. Um, and I think actually one of those pictures, it was like my phone background wallpaper for the longest time. Um, you know, then of course after you drop, you you know, you're outside again for a little bit. Um, it's just, it's something about it, something about being at, you know, at, on Splash Mountain, you're at the Magic Kingdom, like half the attraction is, you know, indoors, then there's those parts where you're, you're outside, and it's just pretty unique, it's pretty cool, um, I think it being, you know, dark outside kind of adds to it, and mostly, you know, if you're doing it at night, you know, there's a good chance it'll be, you know, around the fireworks, so maybe you'll get to see the fireworks from Splash Mountain, um, and you know, that's just, uh, it's just a great feeling. You know, you're on an attraction, a, a fun one, one of the best ones, you know, in my opinion. And then you get to see fireworks. You know, it's not something you get to do all the time. So it's it's definitely a more unique experience when you get to, uh, you know, when you get to witness that. And, yeah, again, a lot of it is a, a personal opinion. Like I said, we would always do Splash Mountain at night. Um, you know, it's just something we always did. Like during the parade or during the fireworks, the wait time was so, so short. You just walk right on. So I've seen, you know, I've seen the fireworks from Splash Mountain. I've seen the castle lit up. I've just, you know, I just, I'm just used to it at night. There's something just calming and soothing about it uh, before, before you go down that big drop. But let me know what you guys think. Am I uh, going out on a limb here? Uh, but I think Splash Mountain for me, because when I first thought about this, my top three was pretty much set. And when I thought about Splash Mountain at night, like, even when I just said it now, I can picture myself coming up to the big drop and you're looking forward and you could see fireworks, you could see the castle, you could see the contemporary, and it's just a, a great view. Um, and that's, you know, obviously burned in my head. It's, you know, it's a memory I'll always have. So for all of those reasons, my number two pick, Splash Mountain. All right, so I actually didn't have any honorable mentions um, for this episode. Usually I try to do the top nine and then I go through all my honorable mentions, but it was kind of tough to think of uh, 10 attractions that are better at night. Um, I kind of actually only came up with 10. and You know, I, I came up with some other ones, but I didn't, 
I don't think they're deserving. I think it was just me kind of reaching. Uh, so we're going to skip that. We're going to go right on to my number one. My number one pick right across from Splash Mountain. Of course, it's the wildest ride in the wilderness, Thunder Mountain. Again, maybe it's me and my just personal experience and opinion and memories. But Thunder Mountain at, at night is so fun. It's, it's a great ride in general. Uh, but there's just something about it at night. Again, when you get to see... Um, you know, the theming and everything at night, it really adds to the, the experience. You can't see where you're going. So like I kind of said earlier, that kind of helps with the thrill factor of the coaster. You, you don't know what's coming next. Um, you know, you get to see like the canyon, you're inside this canyon. And to see like the, how they light it up at night is so cool. There's like different lighting elements and like little like spotlights and floodlights and stuff. And, you know, just like just like with splash mountain um it was something we've always you know done at night usually during the fireworks or the parade you know we sprint over to frontierland and we would do splash mountain and then run over to thunder and then run over the splash and then run over to thunder so i have a lot of memories of riding thunder mountain at night again you can see the fireworks if you're lucky uh what's better than uh you know screaming your head off on thunder mountain hands up in the air as you see you know fireworks being shot off over cinderella's castle um I think just at night, it there's just something about it. A lot of these, it's hard to explain. Um, the best I can do is just by saying there's just something about it. It's different. Different vibe, different feelings. Uh, riding some of these attractions at night. You know, it, it's calm. You don't have the sun beating down on you. That definitely plays a role. Um, and like when, I, again, when I like to, I like to visualize things. I have a pretty good memory. I have a borderline photographic memory with certain things and when I was writing down my list when I wrote down Thunder Mountain the first thing that came into my head uh, was towards the end of the the attraction when you're um, you're like kind of going underneath those dinosaur bones that are sticking out of the canyon wall for some reason that sticks out in my head there's some like animatronics to your left right before you pull into the station the loading area and just to see those things, to hear the sounds of the train and the screams, you know, usually at night on Thunder Mountain, it gets a little rowdy. People are clapping, people are cheering. Um, it's, man, it's just different. It, it's a great feeling. I have great memories. Um, and again, let me know what you guys think with, especially like these top two or three, because it, going on it at night doesn't really affect the ride. Um, except for like seeing like the fireworks and stuff, but it just, it makes the ride feel different. There's just something about it. So let me know what you guys think about that. But that, that's my number one Thunder Mountain when I, when I was on Instagram, um, and I read the, the DM, I, I the first thing that popped in my head was Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, People Mover. Like I had those three. It was just a matter of me kind of, uh, putting them in order. So that's my list. That's my top 10. Let me know what you guys think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, since we don't have any honorable mentions for this episode, for this list, 
I went on Instagram and asked you guys a simple question. What are your favorite nighttime activities at Walt Disney World? Um, as always, thank you guys for participating and sending in your suggestions. I didn't want to just narrow it down to attractions because I think we'd all kind of say the same ones. So I went with nighttime activities. So a lot of good ones. Let's see what you guys had to say. And let's start us off with walking around Tomorrowland and Pandora. That's from Carter Ivy. Two amazing things. Yes, you guys just heard me ramble on about Tomorrowland at night, you know, for 45 minutes or however long this is going to be. And another one is Pandora. Yeah, you have to experience Pandora. You have to experience it during the day and at night. There is no argument there. You have to. It's like two different experiences. So I totally agree with that one. Farmer Rich 27 says sleeping so I can wake up early. That's not a bad idea, Farmer Rich. You know, nighttime activity at Disney, getting some getting some sleep. A lot of us are, uh, you know, walking around the park sleep deprived. So uh, that's definitely a uh, some good advice there. Mrs. Stacy Fornes says, writing Splash during fireworks or writing Kilimanjaro right before closing. Like, there we go. Like, this is what I mean when, um, when I say, like, we all think alike. Like, that is almost word for word, like, what I have said during this episode. And I'm, I'm just reading, I'm reading the, um, the answers to the questions now for the first time. So that's a live reaction. That is word for word. That is so cool. Thank you for that one. Um, Mary Lorenz says Splash Mountain and Astro Orbiter. Yep, two of them I talked about. Great views, just better at night, especially Astro Orbiter. If you're going to go on it, you might as well go on at night. Mr. Tom Morrow sent in a couple of them here. Get on Soren at closing, then when you get off, you can walk through an empty Epcot. That's actually that's actually pretty cool. I like that. Uh, plus, like the wait time probably isn't too crazy then for Soren. And they also said, also Plaza Ice Cream and Enchantment. R.I.P. Wishes. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Wishes, uh, wishes at night was definitely, you know, one of my favorite nighttime activities. And Plaza Ice Cream, always, always a go-to. Always a long line. Unfortunately, it seems like, but two great choices there. Disney 24/7 says walk on Splash Mountain before closing. Yep, we have the same idea. We definitely have the same ideas here. CWP LAX 25 says Fantasmic, the best nighttime show at Disney. It's a, you know a great show in general, but obviously when you think of nighttime activities at Disney Hollywood Studios, you know it's all about Fantasmic. And you know if you guys get a chance see it, I, th- I think that they announce it's coming back. I don't know. I keep thinking that it gets it's back already, but if they do, you see it while you can because I've heard rumors for a while that they were going to take it away or change it. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely fantastic. Nolan Stocker says, besides night shows, the pool before it closes. Oh my God, Nolan Stocker, yes. Yes, like my family loves going to the pool at night when we get back to the parks. We've just always called it uh, night swimming. We'd be like, hey, let's go back to the room uh, and do some night swimming. I even talked about it in one of the episodes. I stayed at Saratoga Springs this summer and luckily our building... Um, it had like its own like little small pool. It wasn't like the main lobby building with the big pool and they weren't like enforcing the pool rules. So like we would get back to a room like 11 o'clock and we'd go down to the pool and like either sit in the hot tub or just kind of hang out, you know, by the pool for an hour and kind of unwind, uh, after a long day at the parks, uh, before going to bed. So definitely love some night swimming at Disney. It's CJ who sent us the idea for this, uh, episode said a nighttime Mickey bar. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Gotta gotta love that uh, ice cream before bed um, in Disney. Juicy Dubs uh, said, Enchantment and staying in the park till they literally make you leave. That solo time is amazing. Yeah, you know what? That's something I haven't really done. Uh, not to that point where it's like just like me or just me and my family. Like we've stayed after the fireworks and after it technically closed, and but not to the point where like there were still like a bunch of other groups like still kind of sitting around. Uh, but it would definitely be cool to kind of be like the only one there and get some get some really cool pictures in there as well. The Duchess of Disney said Safari at night is so underrated and definitely Pandora. Yep, exactly. Um, you guys know my thoughts on that. Uh, glad to hear someone else. Uh, also thinks that all the Disney shenanigans says drinking through Epcot. Yeah, there you go. Definitely, definitely more fun at night. Uh, you know, although if you want to start drinking around the world during the day, I'm not going to judge you. What do they say? It's five o'clock somewhere. Curse P33 sent in a few here. She says extra magic hours when it was a thing. Yes, 100%. Late night food court. Yep, always got to make that uh, that dash to the food court to fill up the uh, the resort mugs and get, get some uh, get some snacks. And hot tub. Yeah, definitely all three, all of the above. Um, you can tell we think alike because that's my sister. Hannah Mraz says watching fireworks from the People Mover. Oh my God! Like I'm guys. We are related. I swear we are related. Yes. Thank you for that. Yensid81 says, watch the new lights on Spaceship Earth. You know what? I, I haven't really given my thoughts on that. Um, I, I'm, I'm a really classic old school Disney fan where I hate changes. But the lights on Spaceship Earth, they don't look that bad. I'm just saying. Emmy Belvin says, rides. All right, plane. And simple, to the point, got to do some rides at night, yep. Adventures of Max and Greg says they got rid of all of them. Uh, so all his favorite nighttime activities are gone. And uh, moment of silence for them. Thank you. Darth Dagan says riding rides during the fireworks. That's always such an amazing feeling, um, riding the rides and, and with the fireworks going on in the background. Cherry Pie Candy says, watching fireworks from the Polynesian. Again, that's something I would love to do. Um, love the Polynesian, and, and to see the fireworks from there I think would be really cool, especially on like a special occasion like New Year's or like Fourth of July or something. I know it gets crazy packed, um, but it still would be pretty cool to see that. And our last one for today, Peyton Webb 19 says, ride Splash Mountain during the fireworks. So again, another great one. Great minds think alike, riding Splash Mountain during the fireworks, riding all the rides during the fireworks. And like I always say, like us true Disney fans, us Disney diehards, like we're built the same. We have the same thoughts. We think the same. Um, and every time I do these where like I do a list or, or, or top 10 or something, and then like I literally read these live, like I, I didn't go over them. So I'm reading them like as I go and just hearing all the, the same answers is great. Um, you guys are the best. You know that. That's all I have for this week's episode. The top 10 best attractions to ride at night. A lot of things to do at night at Disney. It's definitely different there. Different vibes. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about that more um, You know, in a future episode when we talk about just nighttime activities, not just attractions. But to close things out, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. It's all one word. I'm easy to reach. 
Uh, if you send me a DM, I'll reply. I reply to all of them. Uh, I just love talking Disney with you guys. Um, you know, if you have a question, suggestion, uh, idea for the show, you know, anything, uh, shoot me a DM and uh, we could talk some Disney. And again, guys, you can do me a huge favor. Wherever you're listening to this, just hit the subscribe button. It's super quick, super easy. Even if you don't want to listen every week, it, it, it will help me out and the algorithm and everything. And if you're listening on your iPhone, your iPad, whatever it may be, your Apple product, head over to the, um, the podcast app and uh, go to my homepage on there. Just search Disney World today. You'll see my beautiful face pop up with my album art and click on it. There, uh, you can leave me a rating and a review. Five-star rating. I'd greatly appreciate it. Virtual hug and handshake. And if you leave me a review, if you write me a review, uh, I love reading those. It, it helps me, you know, keeps me going, you know, lets me know that you guys love the show. Uh, and I'll also give you a shout out on the very next episode. And that's all I got for today. I'm going to spend the rest of my week prepping for the next episode, listening to Disney music, Disney park music on YouTube and uh, wishing I was there. Until next time, guys, always remember... It all started with a mouse.